0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Mike McCurry, the host of the Bible Tracks broadcast. Whenever you happen to be listening to this program, thank you so much for your listenership, and the fact that you would join us today means so much to me. I'd like to begin the broadcast today with a convicting thought. I sit here, and I don't want to be the only one that feels like he got punched in the soul by the Holy Spirit. And so I'd like to share this with you for just a moment. Here's what William Grenall said in The Christian in Complete Armor, page number 42. If you embezzle God's strength and credit it to your own account, he will soon call an audit and take back what was his all along. Even when he seems the most generous with your spiritual allowance, He still keeps the account in his own name and can at once reduce you to spiritual poverty if you misappropriate his grace. What a thought, what a convicting adage for you and for me. So often on the heels of our greatest spiritual victories are the greatest defeats. It should not so be, but we so often succumb to pride. We so often allow us to think that we did what we did, ourselves. The Christian in Complete Armor, I'm focusing and featuring this book for this week of broadcast. It's a book that's meant a lot to me, and so I hope maybe you'll consider picking it up for yourself. If you've appreciated hearing just a few quotes here and there from this book, let me know. Now, I'd like to tell you about a specific tract that I have with me today. It's called Seven Questions, Boys and Girls Ask. This is one of the best tracks we have for young people. It was recently redesigned, and I'd love to send you some of this track. It's very well laid out, simple track, and it answers questions like this. Who is God? Now, the title might deceive you. Seven question boys and girls ask. These might be questions that older folks like you and me ask, but who is God? Who is Jesus? Where did we come from? Well, there's one right there. There are scientists the world over trying to answer that question, and for some reason they seem to ignore the Bible. Other questions like, who is the devil, what is sin, and a few others. I'd recommend if those questions interest you, and you'd like a biblical answer to those questions, you can find this tract right now. Our website is BibleTracksInc.org. We send tracts like this all over the world for free. Now, how do we do that? I don't mention this incredibly often, but I will today. How do we send tracks for free? That's not a very good business model, is it? It's not a recipe for a long-term ministry to survive. And yet, somehow, Bible Tracks Incorporated has been around since 1938. Can you believe it? God has been so good to us, and the way he has allowed us to accomplish this mission, this task of seeing the gospel go out around the world is thus. People, just like you, have seen fit to give to our ministry. Now, practically speaking, why should you give to our ministry? Because we are doing our absolute utmost to help you fulfill the Great Commission. Have you ever heard that phrase, help me help you? Well, that's what I'm asking for today. If you would consider giving a small amount towards our ministry today, we have printed and put out, shipped for free, millions of tracks already this year. The only way we accomplish that is because God has been good to us and people like you have given. Now, maybe you're asking the practical question how you can give right now. Well, you can can go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and select Donate. You can do that that way, or you could text to give. If you have a smartphone, text this number. 22525, and the message that you send is just three letters long B T I. B as in Bible, T as in tracks, I as in incorporated. Again, the number is 22525, but the message is a simple one B T I. We recently helped print over half a million tracks in the country of Pakistan, predominantly Muslim nation. And people just like you rose up and partnered with us financially, but also in prayer support. You see, if all you were to do today is go to our website and donate 5 or 10 or 50 or $500, we have people across the spectrum, and every little bit helps. People that have given multiple thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, and some that give $2, and they both mean so much to us. But without your prayer support, it really is meaningless. And so I'd ask you today, consider giving, consider praying. We need your help. This tract, seven question boys and girls ask, God alone knows how many people have accepted Jesus Christ. How many children have come to a saving knowledge of our savior because of this specific tract. You can order it today. You can give towards the printing of it today. We actually had someone contact us and send a donation not long ago, and here's what they said. Thank you for the Tracts. I hope my donation will help and be a blessing to Bible Tracts, Inc. Keep on printing. The world needs Jesus. This person was kind enough to send in some money to offset the cost of the shipping. And then we had another note come in, said this. Thank you for everything. I would ask if you folks could Please pray for my four sons. Now, I'm not going to give their last names and I'm not going to dive too deep into this circumstance because I don't know if this person would like this to be kept somewhat private. But these four people, these four sons of this person, I was kind enough to write in and ask for prayer. I'd ask you to pray. These four young men are in foster care. And so, as I mentioned, I will be withholding the names of these young men, But I'd ask you to join me in prayer for just a moment. I'd like to pray over the airwaves for these four young men whose names are in front of me in foster care, specifically asked for prayer by their father. Let's pray together for just a moment. God, you know the situation surrounding these four young men currently in foster care. God, though I do not know them personally, I know that you know everything. I know that you are the God of the Prince of Peace. You are the God of perfect peace. You are the wise counselor. And Father, as these four young men live their lives currently in a situation that they would not choose for themselves, that their father would not choose for them, God, I ask that you would be in and over this whole circumstance. God, if these four sons do not know you, as their personal Lord and Savior. Send someone by their way to introduce them to you. Father, we thank you for everything you have done in the past, but Lord, we pray here and now for you to work in the present and in future. We ask all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, those of you that were kind enough to bow your heads and in the stillness and quietness of your own mind to pray along with me for these young men. It is our privilege to partner with you in prayer. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to hear about it. We take them very seriously. We truly do pray for them. Not every single one gets mentioned over the airwaves, of course, but we take them so very seriously. Send us an email at hello at BibleTracksInc.org. Again, that's hello at BibleTracksInc.org. And now, let's begin our time in the Bible. Galatians chapter 6. We'll read the first six or seven verses thereabouts. Give us some context as we go into our study for today. Galatians 6, 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Did you know, friend, that you and I will stand before Christ alone? Yes, I am sure, looking in my mind's eye, there will be a massive group of us gathered in the throne room of Christ, giving account for our works. And of course, we understand that salvation does not come by works. It's by faith and trust and repentance towards God's gift of salvation that he freely offered to us through his death, burial, and resurrection. But there will come a time for rewards, or you could say demerits at times. Of course, we're not going to lose out on heaven by sin after the fact of our salvation, but we will hurt our ability to earn rewards. And as I mentioned, you will stand before God for you, and I will stand before God for me. Verse four, but let every man prove his own work. And then he shall have rejoicing in himself alone. Did you know the decision to follow Christ cannot be made as a group? So oftentimes, people are promoted beyond their level of competence. You may have seen this in the business world. A man might be a first class salesman, but that does not necessarily mean he will be a successful sales manager. Many businesses will make the mistake of making a man a company director or chairman of the board just because he's the son of the founder of the firm or things of that nature, but greatness does not always come about through osmosis, and very actually rarely that will happen. And the same is true spiritually speaking. The fact that you have an excellent pastor, an excellent preacher, a man of God that stands behind your pulpit in the church that you attend does not translate to you necessarily being a good Christian. One would hope that you would learn the things of Christ, that you would absorb some of that, that a little bit of it might rub off on you. But the Bible tells us that every man is going to have to prove his own work. We do not have a group identity as far as it comes to when we stand before God. You, again, will stand before God for you. And I will stand before God for me, for every man shall bear his own burden. In the future tense, yes, First number two of Galatians 6 says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But we must understand that we cannot just rely on those around us, the kind Christian brethren that are near kinsmen to us, to support us in a welfare mentality on our journey to heaven. Because once we get there, we will have to stand on our own merit on our own decisions. Every man shall bear his own burden. There's no such thing as a heavenly welfare state. No such thing whatsoever. Help, supply, be a friend to those in need down here. But remember, someday soon, when Christ comes back, it will all be on you, my friend. God bless. Have a great day.